0: Hello and welcome to the Schneider Family Fun Hour, starring Martin Schneider, Mickey Schneider, with guest appearance by Dan Ludwig. Featuring the musical talents of Ashley Simpson and the band Berlin from Top Gun. And now, take it away, Martin Schneider.
1: You you remember to say your own name this time. Yeah, exactly. Which is nice. You included yourself. Gross. Hello and welcome to Breaking Mayberry, the show about family things. You know, families and how you hate yours and why old television might be the reason for it. I am, as Dan just pointed out, one of your hosts, Marty Schneider, and he is the other host, Dan Ludwig. Uh, Joining us today, we have this is one of our episodes where we decided to bring on someone who knows more about the topic uh, that the Andy Griffith Show gets into than we do. Uh, So we brought on someone who does not want us to call her an expert, but also happens to have the same mother and father as me. Uh, This is my sister, Mickey Schneider, nee Hannah. Mickey, hey, thanks for being on.
0: Hi. Welcome. Hey. It, is, it is so great to see what happens when Marty has a family member on this podcast. <laughs> I do not think he was really prepared for how uncomfortable this was going to make him. Uh, I, it slowly dawned. Mickey, did you also see it kind of dawn on his face what this was going to be? Uh,
2: I mean, I don't know. I don't really
1: know what to expect. I just thought it was my brother doing his thing. So, M- Mickey's never listened to our podcast because she doesn't listen to podcasts where people don't get murdered? Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much it.
0: <laughs> one day, we do need to incorporate true crime into this podcast just to tra- chase that sweet, sweet last podcast on the left money. Like, we just, we just got to, like, do one episode about murder. serial killers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, We do, we do just like some light talking about murder and then our marriages and our upcoming vacation to Boca Raton, which is from what I understand what my favorite murder is. (laughs) Yeah. I've listened to four episodes, but I, uh, from what I got, it was 45% serial killers and then mostly just them talking about what their upcoming vacation plans were.
1: Yeah, it, it's these two ladies are always really, really chill about the gruesome topics they're about to take on. They're always just like, okay, and then they found her head <laughs> below the overpass. Hey, do you like food? <laughs>
0: Blue apron. I, I made some great paella last week.
2: Man, you're dogging on my favorite podcast here. <laughs> I'd say it's more like, we're going to leave out this detail, but it was really bad. And also, let's make fun of this really weird name, like something about an onion, and then go into that. Oh well. That's more about what it
1: is. Oh, well, well, making fun of weird names is something we never do here on Breaking Mayberry. <laughs> (laughs) That's, that's, that's humor that's below us. We would never understand that.
0: (laughs) I I think it is also, from everything I've heard, the best true crime podcast, just because on the, uh, it's like head and shoulders above all the others because it doesn't seem to be on the serial killer's side, which is like a lot of them.
2: No, and they're definitely like, what I love about them is they're just kind of like, we're not an expert, but also listen to us because we're experts. But again, we're not experts. It's just a casual conversation. Like you're talking to your friends,
1: kind of like you two are doing yeah, yeah. So, about something they're interested in. So so let's go ahead and, and kind of talk about this. So, uh, Mickey, one of the reasons I want to bring you on is because even though you say you're not an expert, you're more of an expert than two of us. So uh, <laughs> this, this episode actually kind of. Like this episode, of the Andy Griffith show kind of gets into, it's a good cross reference of, I'd say my area of expertise, which is labor relations and your area of expertise, which is childhood behavior and childhood development. And yeah, child behavior. You have a degree, you're working on a second degree in childhood development. Uh, You've worked for, gosh, almost 10 years with uh, children uh, and with different behavioral, I'm going to say behavioral issues. You want to like give your credentials here real quick?
2: Yeah, um, I have a bachelor's degree in child development. And then I'm working on my master's right now, again, in education and child development. Children have behaviors is kind of what I say. Uh, So I work on a lot of social emotional regulation and coping skills, which is kind of what we all work on. Um, A lot of like trauma and mental health goes into that hand in hand. It's kind of what I do with families and children.
1: So we had to bring you on today because we're getting into a good old Andy Griffith parenting episode, which <laughs> which always have the worst morals that I can imagine. So, Mickey, this is also the only episode of the Andy Griffith show you've ever watched uh, and will probably be the yeah. only episode of Breaking Babe ever you ever listen to. Um,
0: <laughs> if at all, I don't, there's a solid chance she does not listen to it after this airs.
1: But, but it's, it's good, though. I have some backup to confirm here. This was not an important thing in our household. Like, some families, especially people like in the South, this is a very important thing for them. I had never really watched any of this until we started doing this podcast. This was not a thing that our parents gave a shit about. Of course, our parents are also fairly young. Our parents are Gen Xers, absolutely. Uh, so that may have had something to do with it. My, but like my memories of watching TV with dad are like The A Team.
2: <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> I, I was still an infant for that. <laughs> did you
0: did- guys have like a family TV show like like the Schneiders sit down to watch The Office or something?
2: Okay, no, like I was always half asleep while you mm-hmm. two watched like Mystery Science Theater or X Files or something like that, and then I would wake up and get freaked out by some weird shit that was going on the TV
1: yeah that's that's <laughs> yeah, about right okay. that's so some
2: weird it was always like Michaela falls asleep on the couch and M- marty and dad are gonna watch some weird sci-fi shit and then i wake up when there's like a crab thing coming out of the street. Yeah, you uh, although
0: you don't want to wake up halfway through the x-files as a child that's to, so me, to, be fair,
1: to be fair i think i think my dad i think dad's thing was always just like he was going to watch whatever he wanted to watch and did not give a shit which kids were in the room. <laughs> like Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like, there was no reason for me to be watching the Howard Stern show at age 11, Dad. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Jesus Christ! <laughs> what are you doing? How are they let me watch, like, Rocky Horror Picture Show over and over you and over. You loved that and movie! 10. That was your favorite movie! I love that movie! Dad was watching Rocky Horror Picture Show?
1: No! Michaela was. I mean, oh
2: I was. Okay, i was I'd like be, I was like, I'm Columbia and I just practiced tap dancing. I'm like eight years old. Just like, this is
1: fine. My, Everything's great. You no, know, M- Mickey was into John Waters before I was. Because she would watch Crybaby <laughs> over and over on repeat.
2: And hairspray, the original hairspray. Yeah. yeah. What what
0: alright what age is this that you started watching John Waters movies? Like eight. Like eight to
2: eleven. That was like my <laughs> This is such a piece behind the curtain.
0: <laughs> Holy
1: shit! Yeah, I didn't care. The Andy Griffith Show was not a big deal in our household. Uh, why did we start doing this? I have no idea. But uh, <laughs> a
0: series of Twitter jokes that spun wildly out of control into a podcast.
1: Uh, here is today's episode of the Andy Griffith Show. We are talking about season three, episode twenty-one, Opie and the Spoiled Kid. Originally airs February 18th, 1963, written by Jim Fritzel and Everett Greenbaum, and directed by, hello, I'd like to join your LinkedIn network, Bob Sweeney.
0: Says he's really passionate about interior design, but mostly just talks about banister materials, Bob Sweeney. <laughs> and
1: here is, here is your one-sentence summary from Wikipedia. A spoiled kid gives Opie bad advice about how Opie should manipulate Andy to get what he wants. I don't know that I agree with that assessment of what happens here. I mean, yes, that's what the episode is about, but that's not what the episode is about, if you get my drift. Right?
0: It's, yeah, it's basically a a manifesto on how to parent your fucking kid. There are like long stretches where Andy Griffith just looks to the camera and says, Alright, here's how you're going to want to do it. And just, like, lays out a prolonged philosophy. Like, if they do this, you do this. If they do this, you beat them. Uh-
1: <laughs> Mickey, before we get into this, so you've never seen an episode of this this show before. What did you think about The Andy Griffith Show based on just this one episode?
2: Uh, I mean, it definitely, I can see why, like, it was so popular. Because it has, like, that sort of, like, everything's fine nostalgia. And, like, we're just gonna, it's, like, small town, this, that. Um, I honestly was more upset with, like, who's that secondary character? Not, I'm assuming Amy Griffith is, like, the main Marnie character. Bunch, like, like, I feel bad for him. Like, they're so mean to him. And I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was more upset about that. I'm like, don't call because he has emotions like
1: come on listen listen listen.
2: we know that
0: he has done so much on this show to deserve every bit of abuse he gets. but it is great. we're in the vacuum. it's like just this small man in a very abusive
1: relationship
0: with his boss yeah <laughs> just like,
1: come on. yeah it, 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 that's so funny to me because I like that you would just come in uh, and and like just feel so bad for him. Uh, and have sympathy for him, whereas we've just been like, "Fuck that guy yeah. <laughs> it's been It's been three years of dealing with his bullshit. We, he deserves every amount of pain that yeah. happened to him. And, but but, 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 but since, since, like, there's no fucking continuity between any of this stuff, like, you almost have to take each individual episode in a vacuum. And this episode, they're very mean to Barney for no real reason. They're
0: so mean to him! Well, I mean, he does, like, come in at one point and just talk a whole mess of shit on his friend's parenting style, where he just basically walks into a room and he's like, Well... You just really fucked up hard, you bad parent. Like, and then Andy does like come back at him with knives, but he does like step in it a little bit. He specifically uh, says you muffed it, which is one of the worst uses of the English
1: language I've ever heard. Uh, all right, so so the episode opens up. Uh, with Andy and Barney going, they I guess they're out on patrol or whatever, but they're basically just they're basically shit talking this woman. <laughs> they're just they're saying like, "Hey, there's an old woman. Uh, let's she boy, she's suddenly got really gray hair. Uh, they they start to gossip about her and her family problems. Uh, he says A- Andy pulls Barney over to the side and says that her husband wants the whole family to move out of town. Barney goes, "Well, why? Well, he says that people t- uh, talk about each other's business too much here. uh wah wah wah, 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 wah. <laughs> uh, Just
0: two people being extraordinarily shitty about a woman's hair getting grayer.
1: Three people! Three yeah. people! Because the very next thing that happens is a woman coming out of the grocery store, her name is Miss Rosenbach, she screams like she's being stabbed. <laughs> You yeah. can hear this horrible oh! Because a kid rode a bike, yeah. his bike through. Yeah, because a kid rode rode his bike slightly too close to her.
0: She reacted um, like she was in one of the rooms in
2: Saw. The town's so small. Like I don't get why he can't like ride his bike on the sidewalk or the road. Like I'm just slightly confused about that. Just like the whole point of this riding a bike situation. There's
0: like eight people. <laughs> like it's <laughs> like. Like this kid okay. this kid is a little shit, but also there's like six people in the entire fucking town. There's more sidewalks than there are human beings in the town of Mayberry. It's fine. So
1: this, this this old this old woman or this woman it's not an old woman, but this woman is Rosenbach is picking up her groceries that got knocked over because of the kid on the bike. Uh, they immediately start shit-talking the other per- woman. It was just like, she's like, "Ah, oh, I couldn't even see that kid. I was too busy thinking about why this woman has gray hair. <laughs> yeah.
0: They're not, and it's not even like, like they're like, oh yeah, he, she really stopped taking care of herself. They're just like, man, Beth really is aging pretty hard right now. <laughs> like, time is really taking a, a fucking hammer to our member of the community uh anyway this i just got hit with a fucking (laughs) bite.
1: uh there's a long bit where uh barney is kind of lecturing her about like her memory because she didn't she didn't see any details about the kid um and barney's basically goes off on how well it would be really good if everybody here was trained in police observation like i am you know and it'd be really good if you all had a photographic memory like I do, you know what's about to happen because you've seen any joke ever made. The kid kid zips by on the bike again, Barney doesn't get anything, and he gives that Oh, it all happened so fast. Okay, good joke, whatever. Back to back to Andy's house, where the actual plot of the episode comes in. So this kid, uh whose name is Arnold Winkler. Um <laughs> I fucking hate is,
0: this kid. This <laughs>
2: the worst name Arnold Winkler. For, it's
0: the worst name for the worst child. It's like
2: we're just gonna give him Arnold Winkler. That's the goodest. That's the best name we're gonna choose. Yep. That, that's gonna work. You know that what? Name you know really
0: should have been changed at Ellis Island. Like they should have done them a solid. <laughs> Be like, "Oh, you guys' names are Winkler. <laughs> we're just gonna do you a favor." Like how
1: dare how dare the two of you? How dare the two of you? Pick apart Arnold Winkler, yeah, this child who was portrayed wonderfully by the child actor Ronnie Dappo. <laughs> no fucking
0: Dappo, D-A-P-P-O?
1: D-A-P-O, one P.
2: Um, not- I mean, what's the other kid's name?
1: Well, Opie Taylor, played, by, played by Ron Howard. Um, but his name's
2: opie taylor i mean
1: that's true is all of that's names true, get an upgrade. That's true. Is also arnold
2: a thing that
0: we have not addressed who the fuck names their kid opie what is that opie. even short for and,
1: and let's, i don't know i, I want to point something out here though like ronnie dappo is such a better fucking actor than ronnie howard like yeah. like he, this kid comes in does a really good job of making me hate this kid um <laughs> But also, I'm a little bit on Arnold's side for part of this. Um, what? We'll figure it out. We'll find out. Uh, anyway, so Arnold rolls in. He's the shitty kid who's been running people off on his bike. Uh, and he comes in to show, to show his bike off to Opie. Uh, and let's be clear here. It's a sweet fucking bike, right? Like, can we it's just a- take a moment to appreciate the bike?
0: It's, a, it's fine. I don't really like raised handlebar-ass bikes like that.
1: It uh, it looks it's a very like Pee Wee Herman ass bike. Yeah,
0: yeah, it does have a like a certain like uh like it's it's the Cadillac of bikes for a child. Like they do go out of their way to make it shiny as fuck.
1: Uh, he in in the wonders of high def, I noticed that uh the bike wheel or sorry the what's the the part where the chain uh, the the gear part where the chain attaches no, has you guess like it. yeah it it has like stars and moons cut out in it. It's sweet. It if I was an 8-year-old bi- boy, I'd be like this bike is sweet as hell. Uh he says he he comes in to show it off to Opie. He says uh he says the price of the bike. He says it was $70. Um I know, first
2: of all, a bike for $70. Let's talk about
1: that in, for a second. in 1960s money. Uh <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, what's the inflation for this? I Yeah, a bike for $70 now would... Like,
2: I just bought a bike and it was $400, yeah. so
0: what is up? Uh,
1: yeah, let's if you go can get a bike for
0: 160 you fucking crushed it. In
1: 1963, uh, if I purchased an item for $70, uh, then today's... Yeah, so that is a $586 bike in uh, today's money. Okay. Okay. So.
2: Yeah, that's it's a nice bike.
0: Pretty that's a,
1: fucking legit. That's a flex. That's a fucking flex right there.
0: That is such a <laughs> stupid amount of money to spend on a bike for a child who is probably going to crash it into a river. Like I mean, all <laughs> things of like spoiling uh like spoiling kids with bikes. I crashed bikes constantly. Like, oh, absolutely. I left a trail of carnage just because I kept I would always try to jump things that were unjumpable. Like, there was a creek behind my house that was just full of bike viscera. Uh, (laughs) It's just not a sound investment.
1: Arnold invites Opie to go out for a ride with him, and Opie says, I can't. uh, I have to clean out the garage. If I don't clean out the garage, then I won't get my allowance. My allowance is a quarter a week, right? Arnold seizes on that. basically says, wait, you're getting a quarter for this? For this giant job of cleaning out the garage? And let me tell y'all, I wanted so badly to come in here and talk about how Andy's a cheap bitch. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I wanted so badly to come in. I did the math on everything but the bike, apparently, to try to figure out, like, how, what what Andy's salary would have been and how much, uh how how much would anything have cost. And is 25 cents a a, a week a reasonable thing? And what I, at first I got, I got really upset by it. Even in 1963, 25 cents wouldn't buy you anything. It wouldn't get you, like, a Big Mac at McDonald's. That would be 27 cents. But I realized that I was looking at it the wrong way. I realized that I was looking at it in terms of things that, like, an adult would buy. Opie doesn't need to buy anything. All the food is provided for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what I finally figured out was in 1963, uh, 25 cents a week would get you two comic books and a candy bar. Fine that's That's fine that's a fine allowance for uh for opie to get two comic books and a candy bar a week uh keep 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 that figure in mind because that's i'm gonna keep referring back to it like that
0: can i take advantage of the fact that there's two siblings here what were did you guys have allowances growing up and if so what were they in relation to each other
1: i don't remember we had allowances i had my first job at like age 14 and that pretty much took i did also yeah uh I think I don't know if we were like ever financially stable enough to have a an allowance. Uh and I think if we did have an allowance, I pretty much after, after I got a job I was just like, "You know what? My allowance right now is in IOU status." So <laughs> I do remember
2: oh shit, I'm gonna talk shit right now. I do remember one time I had a piggy bank and mom stole my money. Mom from stole the
1: so much money out of our savings. I was like, I'm gonna talk shit right now. I'm sorry, sorry
2: but yeah, I remember one time I was like, I've got money in this piggy bank, I've been saving it, like birthday money, and I went and checked it and it was gone. Yeah. And mom had took it like, she stole it from me. I had I had
1: a jar, like a glass jar full of dollars and <laughs> and uh, stuff in my room for me to save up for stuff and somehow that never got bigger and somehow somehow that 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 whole jar was uh just ones and fives Uh, any any tens and twenties that were dropped in that jar suddenly disappeared um so that so that was why we didn't have an allowance because like I think I think mom tried to give us a lo- an allowance for a little while, but after about a month or so, she was already in debt to us in the allowance.
0: <laughs> you had a lot of credit here, mom. You, do you have to have, like, a loan shark come after her?
1: Like, honestly, honestly, call mom. She owes us some interest at very least. Like she, if, she, if she had been making, like, student loan interest payments, like, that's I wouldn't pay rent this year. <laughs> uh but but okay so I, i want you to think about that two that that two comic books and a candy bar figure um basically arnold looks at this and says you're being suckered opie you are being so gullible and so suckered your old man is taking advantage of you getting you to do shit like this for a quarter a week Opie, Opie's kind yeah, of. I just want to tell you, my note literally says
2: "oy vey. That's all my note says.
1: <laughs>
2: that's, awesome. Come on. That,
0: that's made it into our notes a couple of times.
1: Yeah. Uh, Opie says that there's no way that his old man would lie to him, but maybe he just hasn't heard the new rules about like inflation or whatever. He says, Opie says, "I'm gonna go talk to my dad uh, about this." Arnold's like, "Sure, whatever. Do it the hard way." So. I was thinking about this figure of two comic books and a candy bar a week. Uh, Opie's, Opie's chores are listed off several times in the episode. They say that he has to set the table for Aunt B, he has to make sure the wood box is full, uh, and he has to clean out the ashes from the fireplace. And for those, in exchange for those, he gets 25 cents or. Two comic books and a candy bar. Does he get 25 cents per chore? No, it says or per week. Day. It says per, per week. week okay. Per week. And that's what bothered me most about this. So, like, the whole... First off, I to get ready for this, I tried to Google, like, should kids get an allowance? And that led me down a, a rabbit hole of mommy blogs that I never <laughs> want to get into ever. Uh, but I would argue that, right, the uh, the amount that Opie is paid is fine for those chores. However... Yeah. When you add, I'm assuming that he doesn't clean out the garage every week. So, if you say these cho- the whole purpose of having an allowance is to teach your ch- your child the value of money and to teach your child that what they get, you know, when they work, they get a certain amount back. So, if you say these chores that you do every week are worth two comic books and a candy bar, great. But when you start adding on other larger projects, like, here you go, you have to do all your stuff plus clean out the garage, or here you go and you have to do all the stuff, plus clean out another project equivalent to cleaning out the garage, then suddenly you're doing, you're teaching your child that no matter what he does, no matter if he does a, a little work or a lot of work, it's always going to be worth two comic books and a candy bar, right? If you've already established one standard, uh, one metric, and that is X, X labor equals Y value, then as soon as you start adding other shit... And by the way, we've seen Opie sweeping and cleaning up around the jailhouse, too. So now he's doing, like, work that should be done by a public worker. That's, that, to me, defeats the purpose of an allowance. You are teaching your kid uh, incorrectly what the value of his labor is. And yeah. the whole the whole fucking moral of this episode basically comes down to suck it up and deal with whatever your boss gives you because you are lucky to be working at all. Like, yeah, the, the, yeah yeah the, 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 essentially the, the whole moral here is don't you dare fucking negotiate don't don't ever ask oh. for your for your share opie no,
2: and i thought it was interesting how at the end it was like he apologized so he got like a cent was it like a cent two cents. or
1: something? two cents he got he... two
2: cents for apologizing even even though he wasn't asked to do so yeah I, I just thought it was like an interesting like twi- it was like oh okay thank you for apologizing to me here's two extra cents or something i feel like a conversation could have been had <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah that's like that's you need to explain
0: to your child uh like like okay here's why you're getting two extra cents i i feel like you need to draw like a line between those two things because he, otherwise he's just gonna be like well when i shut up and don't ask questions i get more money so yes. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, in fact, in fact, Opie comes to his dad to ask questions about stuff twice in this in this episode, and the second time, like Andy's kind of like, "Why are you asking so many questions, kid? Like, why are you even doing this?" Uh, so the the first time it happens is in the, is in the next scene. Uh, go to the jailhouse. There's again another time where they just have to vamp, so they do like a four minute bit of. Barney reading off funny names off the bounty posters, off the wanted posters.
0: They're not Um. even, like, funny names. They're just, like, Stephen the Tongue Stevenson. He's a con artist. Like, it's just... And then he's like, you know, these bounties are worth a lot of money. And Andy's like, yes, that's how bounties work. And they're like, yeah. End of bit. (laughs) Like... Like yeah, they're they're not like I thought they were going to be like crazy nicknames, but they're just like like Phil Knuckles Donahue. It's is so dumb.
1: So Opie rolls in and he gets right to the point. He's just like, "Dad, I got to talk to you about something. I want to know, are there rules for dads and kids? Like is there a rule book that shows how you're supposed to do things?" Barney hops in and he's just like, Boy, I would... Well, that's a silly question. And Andy's kind of says, No, nope. Barney, please don't backseat. Like, this is a Opie and Andy conversation. Please go. He does it politely. <laughs> he says, like, well, This is normally something that my son and I do together. And Barney, like, kind of slinks off with his feelings hurt. Um, Mickey, this is where you said that they're really mean to Barney. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I don't. For me, I think, too. It's like,
2: I'm just... I'm also just like... You don't have to call him set like the whole like he's sensitive. It's like maybe he wants a kid. And you guys are just leaving him.
0: <laughs> and he, like doesn't have a child to parent. And he's just sad. He is like, well, <laughs> if I had a child and Andy's just like, fuck your imaginary child. Your child that <laughs> like, doesn't he, exist yeah. because no
2: one loves you <laughs> enough. Like, does he have a partner or like any like I don't really know his story. Bar- so. Barney, oh,
1: Barney has Barney has a long term girlfriend named Thelma Lou who he is constantly trying to cheat on. Like, consistently. Oh. This is... <laughs>
3: Never mind. <laughs>
1: depend, depending, <laughs> on mean, the, depending on the episode, they may or may not remember that his girlfriend Thumaloo exists. So, okay, retract yeah. everything. <laughs> so
0: Barney does want to have a, have a child, specifically a son, just not with the woman he's dating. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, but yeah, So so... Uh, they kind of make fun of Barney for being too sensitive Because he kind of storms off And he starts eavesdropping on the conversation um, Anyway, Opie kind of explains The update on his raised allowance uh, He says, so Here's the new rules Kids get 75 cents And they don't have to work for it Did you know that, Dad? And Andy asks a pretty natural question Which was like, uh-huh Which kids? Uh, and The only, as far as I'm concerned, the only thing that Opie did wrong here was having a sample size of one, right? Yeah. (laughs) I I think, I think Opie, like, doing a poll of the kids in his neighborhood and being like, hey, guys, how much do you make? Uh, And what do you have to do for it? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Him getting, like, salary data, basically, and then coming to his dad and saying, hey, other kids make this much, and this is what I make. Can we work something out? That's just negotiation. Yeah. The problem is he picked one data point, and that data point is a statistical outlier.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, and he does not come in very hard. He's like, hey – because he's, he's like, hey, I think maybe vaguely you should pay me more. I've heard rumblings of this fact. He should have come in and be like, hey, old man, like <laughs> the free ride's over. Like, no more, like, Opie has all the leverage, because Andy has to work, but he also needs a clean garage. He could totally get that two cents through a, like, basically saying, like, oh, you don't want to pay me anymore? Clean your own fucking garage, chop your own wood, set your own goddamn table. I feel like, like, Opie is doing more work for the amount of money he's getting.
2: Uh, yeah I mean I think when we go back to like what are allowances for all right yeah Mickey what are allowances for (laughs) well in in general they're supposed to like help teach you know like how to work with money that you get something how to save it it's you know like practice saving money and getting it for work that you do Um, like you were saying I almost feel like Personally, I feel like things we do in our household, like normal day chores, like setting the table, doing the dishes, I don't think those necessarily need to have an allowance because that's something that we just do as a family. I understand if they're wanting to say like 25 cents, whatever. However, if you're doing extra things like cleaning the garage or doing that stuff, that's what I think the allowance should be. You're getting money for doing extra and more work done.
1: Uh, Arnold, Arnold makes the argument, and honestly, his argument makes sense to me, uh, is that the word allowance means it's money Mm. you're allowed to have, you know? (laughs) He's Um,
0: coming at it from, like, a Noam Chomsky linguistic era. Uh,
1: he makes a pretty solid argument, and that seems to be what the big debate is, uh, on all of the mommy blogs that I looked at and then screamed, nope, and <laughs> hit back as hard as I could, is should should they be should they be uh tied to chores? Should you, your allowance be tied to chores? And question mark? Because, like, you want to teach your kid to do things because, like, you're responsible for your family and your community, but you also want to teach your kid that, like, we live in a capitalist society and you need to, like, do labor for
2: yeah and that's and that's like how we like to do it right we like to make little workers we're only good for the work that we do (laughs) but um I mean I think that's the whole thing it's like why do we do chores and why do we get allowances? And I also want, like think giving an allowance is a privilege to each family. Not every family is going to be able to give an allowance. And you've got two different families here. One is giving a lot more for little and the other one's giving a little for a lot more. So it's just two different parent perspectives.
1: And and that's basically what Andy says right here. He says, well, guess what? There is no rules. Every family, every family, every mother and father, Raises their son and daughter the way that they think is okay. Or the way they think is best. And I think it's best for you to get a quarter and you work for it. Because the greatest feeling in the world is working for your money. It's basically, just like, hello, here is the Protestant work ethic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, let me just lay it out for you here. Uh, and then Andy kind of says, like... Andy says something along the lines of... Uh, As you get older, you're going to do more and more work for... More and more pay, uh, and I just kind of scream at my television. No, you won't. Are you? I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give the Andy Griffith Show the benefit of the doubt here because they're they're white people in 1963. He had no reason to expect that that was ever going to change. He. Had, yeah. it, it's, okay, 19, yeah. it's 1963. We're in the most bountiful period in America's <laughs> history. Yeah, I have no reason to. Uh, also, I kind of did some math here based on the last episode, and yeah, uh, Andy is way too young to remember the Great Depression. Like, <laughs> yeah. he was definitely a kid during the Great Depression. Um, yeah, no, but, but
0: basically from, from where I, I'm sitting, it looks like he's conditioning Opie to be a complete doormat that, yes. like, will never ask his boss for a raise and will constantly be on, like, the middle manager level
2: getting completely stomped on. I also feel like he's conditioning him to only do things if he gets something. Like, I'm only going to apologize if I get a 2% raise. I'm only going to do this if I get money. And I guess I'm only going to settle for what you're giving me because I should be grateful for whatever you give me anyway. Yeah. Because I don't get to choose. Really? it's not.
1: (laughs) Really, a a lot of capitalism and American economic problems summed up in this episode.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's just like. Guess I'll apologize if you give me a two-cent raise, not apologize because I feel bad truly about something.
0: Would it, would it like be better or worse if he was just like, Hey man, Arnold's dad is clearly a fucking rich prick, and I am on a civil servant's salary. I, I have like, I don't have the money to be throwing you uh bikes and ponies. Well, well uh, to would to that be better or, kid or kid worse?
2: Logic, I mean, in kid logic, I think it almost would be better to say like this, Help explain what money is and how we get money, and explain that, like, yeah, he his family might make a little bit more so they can allowance more to him. But I truly don't know. But I, I, I feel know. like the message Andy is sending right now is like, oh, oh, I could give
0: you a raise in your allowance. I could make it rain quarters. I choose not to to say to teach you a lesson like a
1: omniscient god. Okay, okay. So later on in this episode, there is a scene. I was all, I was on board for this, but later on this episode, it's just a throwaway line. But there is a scene where there is a, like a, a hillbilly, a bumpkin. There's a, there's like a hillbilly sitting outside of the jail and he's just whittling something. Andy walks over, he picks up the stick and he goes, Oh yeah, this is a fine, whatever it is you're making here. Tell you what, when it's done, come, when you figure out what it is, come back and I'll give you 50 cents for it. So he's giving random hillbillies twice that money he's given 50 yeah. cents for garbage <laughs> yeah dude's got quarters dude has quarters for days he yeah. has, he is one half of the of the entire county's police department like dude I, to be fair
2: i also did research and one person said it's not about how much it's just about why Mm -hmm. and i think really focusing on the why would be more important than focusing on the how much which i don't think either parent really did they only focused on how much money and not really the why which he tried to do but he did it in a very like i mean yeah, like stagnant way he, he did say like the current situation don't you
0: feel a rush of euphoria when you finish working like doesn't doesn't just dopamine just explode in your brain when you finish the garage? I hope he's like not really. And Andy's Yeah, Andy's like, Yeah, but yes it does.
1: <laughs> it's it, it, it's like it's like when it's like when people are trying like when you start to try to get into running and people are like, if you run enough you're gonna get that runner's high Lie. and I'm like and I'm like, No, you know what else could get me high? Drugs and <laughs> and I don't have to run for that. Yeah, it's like,
0: like oh, yeah, you know, uh, 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 ecstasy is great, but have you ever tried cleaning a garage in 1960s America? Same thing. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: but but two, two things here, two things here, because, like, all of this would make sense in a vacuum, but you have to consider two other factors about the Andy Griffith Show. Number one is that this family that has just moved in, they're new, Andy doesn't know them, they are new, they just moved in from Raleigh which means they're already guilty of the greatest crime you can commit in Mayberry, which is not being from Mayberry. Um, (laughs) Also, this is the second time this season that like a new kid has shown up from Raleigh or from outside and has just been super shitty. Who are these parents moving to Mayberry? Who is moving to this town? I mean, I think it's definitely
2: giving that idea of like in this small town, we have these values that are only good values and if you come from out of this town you must be a bad parent and do it all. you must be. and like he goes to that with the end where he's like better give that kid a spanking yeah. it's like Come on now! And then, Not everybody is a bad parent. Like, there's different ways of parenting. You say there's different ways of parenting, and then you're like, way, there's a shed out back. Better go do that thing." It's like, dude. And, and it's he says it in terms
0: of like, "Hey, we go. We got a really nice woodshed back there." So he's like, "Go take your go take your kid to the communal woodshed. shed. It's where we all yeah. go to beat our children." When yeah, li- listeners, li- wow. li- li-
1: listeners, <laughs> listeners, let's just. Listeners, let's let's just get this out of the way. We won't wait till the end like the episode did. This, this, no, this, this, this episode ends with Andy telling a father, "Hey, do you want to go beat your child?" Like this, this episode ends with a child getting beaten, and,
0: and I, 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 on the basis of he specifically says, "Like, well, you know, there's a lot of ra- ways to raise your kid." By the way, have you seen our kick-ass woodshed? We have, yeah. we have such a nice old-fashioned woodshed, and the dad's like. It's a good woodshed, and he's like, it's a great woodshed. that's like gonna go beat my son. Uh it's so
2: fucking weird. And then Opie's like, Oh, is he gonna get a spanking? And he's like, Don't you think he deserves
0: it? And Opie's
1: like, oh yeah. And it's like, What? And then everyone like, high fives. <laughs> Opie no, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. pleads the fifth. Opie's <laughs> Opie's <Obi's> exact <laughs> words are I'm not gonna say anything because he's one of my kind. So now Opie learns the meaning of solidarity.
0: Yeah, what the fuck was that? Makes it sound like you're from the same alien race. Like like Like, but, like we're we're from the same nationality of child. I can't I cannot oh say God. words against him.
1: But the the, the the other thing I wanna bring in from other episodes is that uh there's also the underlying Andy Griffith rule that like rich people are fine. If rich people get out of line, you just got to say, hey, stop being like that. And then rich people will do it. Oh, yeah.
0: That's the old Andy Griffith thing of like rich people fucking suck unless you remind them not to suck. And then they're going to be cool. Like which
1: again, again, 1963, there wasn't as a wide of a like income disparity the owner of your company could live theoretically on the same block as you. So there wasn't as big of a difference between the rich people and poor people. Mm-hmm. Again, asterisk, white people. Mm-hmm. Um, So I guess I'm willing to be forgiven on that. But like so many people internalized this shit and then grew up and ruined everything. It's, That's the premise of our show.
0: It's why like all like the good... Um, like, mainstream liberals are just basically like, oh, is is Jeff Bezos going to uh, – doing something horrible? Well, here's what I'm going to do. I got this rolled up newspaper and I'm going to bop him on the nose and then he's going to start being a good person. Like, that's yeah. my
2: strategy. So- well, and that – honestly, like, what I was thinking just from a child development perspective is, like, stop blaming the kid. The kid's not the kid – one that needs a spanking. Yeah, you – Right? He's been a – You sh- have – yeah, like, you, he, he continuously is, like, crying or doing these things, and you keep giving him things because of it, so you're making this behavior worse as, like, the adult in this situation, and then it's, like, the only way to get my kid in line again, quote-unquote, is to spank him. Versus actually doing some parenting or something like that. Or like talking to my kid and building a relationship with him. Try
0: just not giving him things first. Like you went immediately from giving him anything he wants forever to beating his ass. Just do like one day where you don't give him ponies and then go from there. And if that doesn't work, then we can maybe talk about the fucking woodshed, but just do it on like a gradual process.
1: This this entire episode is full of people who have never heard the phrase "happy medium." Right? Yeah, no. So there there has to be something between like I pay you twenty five cents and I give you all the work, and also sometimes you do the work of my deputy, and I pay you seventy five cents for no reason. There's somewhere in between there that y'all can meet. But I, I
0: mean, all right.
1: So Arnold is a little shit. Because his dad
0: gives him whatever he wants and has taught him that that is totally okay and great. And Arnold then, after following that lesson that his dad taught him his entire goddamn life, is suddenly one day beaten and like that, that betrayal has gonna follow him the rest of his life because he's been like, I just did the thing you said was good. Okay, okay, all right, all right hang on. You're whooping my ass.
1: Hang on for 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 our listeners' sake, I'm just gonna like zoom through the rest of the episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, we're no
0: longer going scene by scene. It's become yeah, untenable.
1: The rest of the scene is basically Opie running off. Barney comes in and he wants to talk some shit. Basically, says, "Hey, you should really smack your kid more." And Andy says, "Shut the fuck up. That's not." Don't talk to me about your fictional kid. You don't know anything because you don't have a child. A phrase that I know my sister has heard numerous times. But we'll get into that in a second. Jeez, what? We'll get into that in a second. Back at the house, uh, Opie and Arnold are having, like, another lesson. And this is where Arnold says, don't try to talk it. Throw a temper tantrum. Hold your breath. Later on, uh, Barney pulls Arnold over for riding on the sidewalk. uh, And then they take his bike away. And the whole climax of this basically... Uh, there is the guy whittling. That's a weird bit. Opie tries to do a, a tantrum. It doesn't work. And then finally the dad and Arnold roll in and Arnold just starts screaming and crying and saying, my dad's going to make you give my bike back. My dad's going to make you take, take this back. You'll be sorry when my dad shows up. So they have a little argument between Andy and the dad and Andy says, you know what? I could, Andy immediately, being a super cop right now, immediately goes. You know what? I'll put you in jail. Yeah. Like, yeah. Andy, Andy immediately says, "You know what? Uh, civil asset forfeiture, bitch. I can take your bike and I can put your debt. Da- I can put your your dad in jail." And this is this is the scene how it unravels is that Arnold throws a fit. He says, "My dad doesn't care about your jail. My, My dad, dad is dad... so
0: tough that you can put him in jail and he won't give a shit."
1: Yeah. My yeah. dad was not care. And then th- this is the key line is that Andy says, you don't care that your dad could go to jail. And, uh, Arnold in mid tantrum just says, I want my bike. This apparently gives a huge revelation to Arnold's dad who says, okay, I'm going to sell the bike now. Uh, and then Andy says, cool, you can sell the bike. Hey, and as we mentioned, would you like to continue this out back? You know, yeah. Out nah. back. And that's the conclusion of the episode. Here- You're also missing the
2: important part where like, what's his face? I don't remember the deputy or Barney, whatever. Barney he, Barney, he was like, the reason that they have his bike is because he rode on the sidewalk. Barney told him not to do that. And then he purposely did it again yeah. with one warning. And there was like a police officer told you not to do this. And you didn't listen to this police officer and you need to be respectful. So I'm going to take your bike. And that's where this whole thing came from. Aside from everything, Arnold is fucking stupid because
0: he commits a crime in front of a cop. The cop tells him. him not to do the crime. He immediately commits it again. And when a second cop grabs him and is like, hey- Were you doing a crime? He was like, Yeah, I was. And he fucking warned me. And I don't care. And I don't even have a good fucking reason. I mean, that's a kid though. Like, this is such kid logic. He's like, Yeah, I knew how to lie as a child. If I did, if I got (laughs) caught doing a crime, I knew to be like, Oh, I didn't know I couldn't do that. (laughs) I knew that from like age nine. Like, yeah, I, little I,
1: dipshit. I definitely, I definitely had the ability to wait until the authority figure was away to do God, that shit. Yeah. Arnold was just yeah. like, oh, yeah, I was
0: riding on the sidewalk and there's weed in my pocket. What are you going to do about
2: it? How old are these kids supposed to be anyways? Like, I don't even know how old they are. Eight? Oh, like, eight? eight? Maybe nine? Is the yeah, okay. They're still little kids, like little kids.
0: I I, I'm gonna be honest. I cannot identify kid ages. uh, Like any, I can like a kid could be four years old or twelve. I have no fucking idea. It's always a surprise (laughs) to me.
2: I think we think like eight to eleven is like such a big age, but like we're still like. Kids, yeah. like, that's like when we're still like pretending to ride a horse and clomping around the neighbor. You're so- still basically
1: a dog that can talk. <laughs> there are, yeah, yeah. There are still many, many horse girls at <laughs> age 8 to 11, and some of those horse girls will remain ha- horse girls well into sophomore year of high school, <laughs> arguably college for some. Well, but by that point, if you're still a horse girl in college, you're just a rich person. Like, yeah. Like, by that point, you just actually own a horse. Like,
0: If you're a horse girl in college, you're Jerry Seinfeld's daughter.
1: I, th- I thought you were going to say Jerry Seinfeld's girlfriend. <laughs> 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 Quick reminder, Jerry Seinfeld dated a 17-year-old when he was 35. Ew! Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, dude. Do- I was gonna try to do a show. Seinfeld voice and be like, "I like, but I can't do it." No, <laughs> so go no. for it. Do it, what,
1: please. What's the hey? What's the deal with age of consent laws? Yes. <laughs> what's the deal I, like, with my I girlfriend's algebra. algebra homework? <laughs> Gross. Fellas, you ever had this this part problem where you? You don't want to take a car, but your girlfriend's only got a learner's permit. <laughs> Ew! Fuck Jerry Seinfeld. Fuck Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah,
0: no, I
2: will never <laughs> again watch
1: an episode of a show that I've never watched before. Oh well, you're gonna be really confused. <laughs> you're gonna be really confused when we bring you on as a guest for our next episode, Signcast. <laughs> our next podcast, a podcast about nothing. uh yeah so basically this is what so i want to i want to get back to the uh the scene we were in earlier though uh where barney shows up and he says hey i think you really screwed up with with your kid uh he needs more discipline um i've i've looked at you can find clips of this episode pretty easily on youtube uh and the comments are pretty much what you expect them to be. They are 50% old people complaining that they can't beat children anymore. Uh and the other 50% are uh saying, "Oh, those spoiled kids are just snowflakes like those SJWs and the BLM people." Yeah. So just really this is a favorite episode of horrible horrible fucking people. Uh but I want to I want to get into this um where Barney comes in and I'm not saying that Barney has a good suggestion. Barney's suggestion is you should beat your kid. But then Andy basically turns around and says, shut up. You don't know anything. You're hypothetical. He even says, you're reading stuff out of a magazine. uh, And that doesn't matter until you have an actual child in front of you. And you don't know what you're going to do. Mickey, how do you feel about that?
2: I mean, okay, I, I kind of agree. Because, like, I don't have kids myself. So I don't have that stress. I don't have that pressure of, like, being a parent. There's so much that goes into being a parent. Um, You're raising a child. Like I'm with kids and families for a certain amount of days, uh, time and days. And then I leave. I don't have to raise a a person. So I I mean, I kind of get it. And then on the other hand, it's like, well, I've studied this. And maybe I have some ideas on what we could do together. And of course, I'm coming from like my teacher brain that's like, let's collaborate. And I'm not like a a TV show. But I mean, I see, I see both sides, but I also side with parents a lot because parenting is really hard. It's a hard thing to do.
1: This show, like, goes out of its way to show that Barney does some shitty things, but also sometimes it's just like, hey, Barney, fuck you for doing research. Yeah. Fuck you yeah. for trying to learn yeah. something, Barney. Uh, yeah. In, 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 in the next episode, I watched a little ahead. In the next episode, everyone thinks that Barney's ridiculous for trying to solve a crime using a surveillance camera. <laughs> like... <laughs> Everyone's yeah. like, you idiot trying to use technology to solve crimes. <laughs> he went from like being shittily regressive to just being like
0: progressive and everyone is constantly dunking on him. Like, how dare you try the advanced society, you skinny bitch?
2: <laughs> I mean, I will say the one thing parents hate most is like being told mm-hmm. how to parent. Um it's like definitely not the thing yeah (laughs) especially if you don't have kids yourself they're like "Well, what do you know and you're like a little bit (laughs) yeah
1: yeah did, did go to college for this basically so yeah the the whole conclusion of this happens after barney's uh after andy and barney take away arnold's bike uh there is a temper tantrum and as we pointed out arnold's father comes in and arnold keeps saying my dad is so tough He's not scared of your jail. Yes. So the, oh. the, message, the message that this episode thinks it is sending, the me- this episode thinks it is saying, look at this spoiled brat. He doesn't even care that his father could go to jail. Look how spoiled
3: he is. But that's not what the child says. Arnold was warned and continued to ride his bicycle on the sidewalk. Now, we're going to impound that bicycle now he learns to use it according to regulations. Oh, for heaven's sake, Sheriff, can't you see this is a very sensitive child? Obviously, you don't understand him. Arnold's a good boy, you just don't understand him. Oh, I think I understand him. He's a good boy, really. A little high-spirited, perhaps, but weren't we all of his age? I wasn't. <laughs> the was the law, Mr. Winkler. Now, if we don't teach children to live in society today, what's going to happen to them when they grow up? For heaven's sake, Sheriff, the boy's not a criminal. I didn't say he was. Now, what he does at home is none of our business. But when he gets out on the street, he's going to have to answer to us. I can show you in the statute book. The minimum punishment for this offense is impounding the bicycle for one week. Well, you can't do it. I demand you return that bike and now. Now, you look here. You're that boy's father. You're responsible for his actions. Now, he's too young to be locked up. If you're not going to take responsibility, maybe I ought to lock you up. You ever think of that?
1: Yeah. Well, my dad ain't scared of that, are you? Make them put you in jail. That'll show them. Go on, Dad. Show them they can't push me around. Go on, put him in jail. He won't care. How's that? My dad'll show you. He's tough.
3: You, uh, you want me to lock your father up? He ain't afraid of you. I don't want to lose my brand new bike. I just got it. You'd rather I put your father in jail. I want my bike! <laughs>
0: no, he says, I believe in my dad. And yeah. I think my dad is awesome. Like, he's, yeah. he's not like, oh, I don't care. He'll have a miserable time, but I'll get my bike back. He's like, my dad rules so fucking hard that you can put him in jail and it won't even phase him this guy kicks ass and he's not afraid of you and the dad is like no arnold i'm afraid of you and now i hate you for (laughs) believing in me
1: yeah so so in, in arnold's brain he is he just lost his bike and then got his ass beaten for believing in his dad.
0: Yeah, like he just learned the worst lesson out of this possible, which is don't trust your parents. Second supervillain
1: origin of the season.
0: Yeah, like, Ar- is Mickey? Is there any way Arnold comes out of this not a sociopath? <laughs> Leveraging your education, can you tell us? Like, is there a way Arnold is okay?
2: Every single question you guys ask me, I keep thinking in my head, like, what if someone from my, like, interview process hears this message?
0: (laughs) Do you want us Um, to, like, bleep out your name?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, the whole – I mean, I think spanking your child does not do anything anyways. It's only showing, like – it's just recycling aggression. It's only showing, like, I guess – um, I don't know what to do. So I guess I'll hurt it. Like, that's how we get things to work, right? I'm going to hurt it. I didn't like what you were doing. So it's thinking, no. Right. <laughs> but of course, you are going to get those messages that are like, I wish we could spank our kids again. It's like uh, okay. <laughs> people get like mad.
0: Like I also have accidentally gone down like YouTube comment sections. People get mad that you can't beat other people's kids. Like people are like, yeah, People are like, I miss the days where a child is acting up in the grocery store, and I would just go up and backhand a stranger's child, and everyone would be cool about it.
2: Like, insane. Well, and it's, that, it's the, what are children for? And I think at that time it was a lot of like, they're not supposed to like really be seen. They're just supposed to do what they're told and, and, you know, we'll just beat them into compliance if not.
1: Opie so. does have like a lot of freedom in this town. Like Opie can yeah, do whatever yeah. he wants, basically.
0: Oh. On the basis of Opie is pretty chill. Like Andy's, like Andy's not anti-beating your kid. Andy is just on the basis of like, hey, I got a good kid, so we don't have to beat him.
2: Like, yeah, it's definitely written that like his family is top notch and everyone else is not
1: quite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if if you give Opie just a slight character flaw, like the the only way that this can play out the way that it plays out is if Opie is just a generally good kid. Yeah. And even generally yeah. good kids are fucking shitheads sometimes because yeah, kids, kids are assholes. Yeah. Kids. can. Yeah. They're, they're kids. <laughs> like, what if
0: OB hadn't left the, the allowance thing alone? Because now honestly, I feel like that door has been opened. I, as a kid, I would have just been like, well, the issue has been raised. And I feel like if I poke this enough, I could get that extra two cents. Uh, I don't know. He's also seen that, like, we can just go to the shed, Yeah, so maybe <laughs> but, Yeah. Like, would Andy, Is Andy gonna, like, beat his ass if he doesn't shut up? Like, what is his...
2: He sounds is, like it. He's
0: never, his parenting is never actually put to the test because he has a good fucking kid, but, like, it sounds like if
1: Opie ever stops being a good kid, he's going to the fucking shed. Or, uh, on the flip side of this, what happens if What happens if Arnold's dad calls Andy's bluff? What happens if Arnold's dad is like, do it. Slap the cuffs on me. Lawyer. Lawyer." What Mm. happens if if Arnold's dad is just like, hello, I'm a rich person, and I have rich people lawyers. We have seen people lawyer up to come after Andy before. Like, this was just... The the only way that this plays out is if you believe in a world where, number one, your kid is just generally good, and number two, rich people won't pull fucked up shit. Yeah. also like show me in the book what it says about
2: riding your bike on the sidewalk what kind of charge is that i, Should I just get a ticket
1: and move on with my day i don't like, think that's a real law i don't think the cops can okay. steal kids bike okay wait, wait 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 they specifically do say like barney quotes the exact statute and andy says that here in the book it will say that the Fine, or the uh, minimum penalty for that is one week of bike impoundment. So apparently they've had to write this into the Mayberry Town <laughs> well,
2: Charter. Okay, okay. <laughs> like it is. Are they trying- when they said impound, I really thought they were gonna just like crush his bike, right? <laughs> like like break it. i was just like, Jesus. just get no, an entire no, 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 no. trash compactor for cars
0: just for this <laughs> one's child bike. Just make him watch like, as it like, goes really pound.
1: slow. The bike, the bike is just singing as it goes along, like that scene in Brave Little Toaster.
0: Just the bell starts to go at
1: one point. You, you all, you all are, you all are thinking too small. Why on earth would a police department crush a confiscated item when they could sell it at auction? (laughs) That's what the police do. Do they not have anything else to do besides harass a
0: child? (laughs) I mean, the more realistic thing would be for uh, Barney to try to uh, do one of those handlebar spins on the bike,
1: break his collarbone, and sue the dad. That's more (laughs) of a cop move. (laughs) Uh, okay, so, again, our, our new thing of, like, trying to figure out, like, how could this even have been resolved without the Mayberry PD at all? uh The only th- part that, like, is actual police work is that, is confiscating the bike. Uh, and I kind of struggled with this for a little bit. I was like, alright, so, if you're, like, a police abolitionist, what do you do for, like, traffic stops and, like, this? And the whole, the whole every kind of, like, methodology or model for abolishing police still says, like, yeah, they'll still be people to like pull over drunk drivers and stuff. Like they yeah. just they just won't have guns. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And then, then there are there oh are. Oh god, what if we had a gun
0: over this bike and a kid? Like, then this would be a very different
1: show.
2: <laughs> what is happening?
0: Then this yeah, would be so, like season three of The
2: Wire.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so this doesn't. So yeah, this this could absolutely have been done without police authority. There would just be some kind of like traffic authority. Yeah, it. yeah. Um. So yeah, that's basically it. And then and then the conclusion of this episode is um that Opie comes in and he apologizes to his dad for uh, he apologized for trying to throw a temper tantrum. We kind of blew, like, oh, <laughs> we 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 kind of blew past it. There is one scene. Where uh, Opie does try to throw a tantrum and Andy just does not give a shit.
0: It's wildly unpleasant to watch. It was, I was so uncomfortable the entire time. So that
2: was a mild tantrum. Like, Opie could have upped a
0: notch there. It was a weak-ass tantrum. He didn't, he didn't put, like, I know he's inexperienced, but he didn't put any elbow grease into it whatsoever. <laughs> which, which is
1: so weird to me, right? Like, that Opie, an eight or nine-year-old child, has to be introduced to the concept of a tantrum? opie was a two-year-old at some point right i i like, knew he was a toddler
0: i knew the holding my breath move as a kid i didn't really do it that often i think i did it like twice in my trial license no arnold rolled up and was like you know what's a super good power move holding your breath i was just Hold like i was just like i'll just do a thing that might make me die and my it'll give me <laughs> leverage over my parents my seven-year-old like, brain has decided this
2: yeah what a weird power <laughs> control move right <laughs> just like,
0: but, <laughs> yeah just i'm gonna maybe die it
1: it's it's so <laughs> annoying and such bad writing that like we just have to believe that opie's just such a generally good kid yeah. that, that that the idea of throwing a temper tantrum to get what you want has never occurred to this child in mean, all of his eight or nine years of living Did he ever
2: get upset like <laughs>
1: Not really. You can do whatever you want to Opie.
0: You can throw like a pine cone at his head and he'll just oh, be like yeah, No, he has no concept of like self-defense or how he should be oh, treated by the world. <laughs> yeah, you can just whip stuff at Opie's head and he'll just be like, "I'm sure my father has a good reason for why this is happening."
1: Like I'm 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 going to I'm going to disagree with you there, Dan. I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, it's kind of like Opie has two modes. One is just like like silly putty Opie that you can just <laughs> yeah. poke at him and do, and then the other mode is again the exact opposite extreme, which is Opie's here to fuck shit up.
0: Oh yeah, Opie does get super violent at times.
1: So, some sometimes oh. so, sometimes Opie's just like listen. Sometimes yeah. oh yeah. In, in 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 the other in the other uh super villain origin episode of this season, Opie just comes in and is like, "Hey, Dad, I gotta go fuck a kid up." I need you to pretend you're not the sheriff for a little bit. I yeah, gotta what? go. I gotta go kick some kids' ass. Yeah, like,
0: and that's what? a that's a reoccurring thing of Opie just rolling in and being like, "Oh yeah, I just beat a kid's ass." I just, Opie, fe- yeah. Opie,
1: Opie feels all of this. Here's what I'm learning. Here, here's <laughs> yeah. what I'm learning from this episode.
0: Let's bring this in. Opie's regularly violent thoughts, feelings, what? emotions as a as a child care professional. <laughs> as as an expert in this field
2: okay anyways um I just think like yeah like it's all that spanking he's just being taught like oh I don't like something I'm just gonna be violent towards it to try and get my way or to have someone else comply to what I want them to do and of course I you know me like I'm texting Marty during this saying like intrinsic value and relationships and communication and marty's like it's 1963 or whatever yeah. <laughs> just like okay but like let's build actual relationships with our children he's like yeah that wasn't a thing <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah no it's not like it's
0: not hard <laughs> concepts though like on a fundamental <laughs> level like like your kid is like it's it's basically like you can chart how Arnold is fucked up forever on just a Pavlovian level. What? Of just of just like you shocked him and you gave him cheese and based off of those lessons you just taught, he's going to start robbing drug stores. Like <laughs>
2: <laughs> or <laughs> he's gonna be like you, the other opie and just start like beating kids up for no reason yeah. <laughs> <like, And>, okay, <laughs> what what
1: are what are the reasons why opie has hit kid before there, there was one episode where like it was like a full 22 minute decision of opie just being like am i gonna fight this guy this guy is really
0: he, he was bullying him and taking his lunch money um, okay. There was another where he was a bad time. influence on his friends, and he was kind of icing him out of his social circle. Like a new alpha dog came in, started teaching all the other kids crimes, and isolated Opie. And then another, there- and then was- another, um, one of his friends made fun of his girlfriend's coat.
1: Yeah, so he punched yeah. that kid, that, that kid in the face.
2: <laughs>
0: those are the three what? I remember.
1: But, yeah, those, those are the three that that pop up to my in is in. Time did time his
2: later. dad care, but he's punching
1: kids? Nope. No. It's overwhelmingly been rewarded.
2: Okay, so I'm sorry. A child who is quote-unquote spoiled is definitely not okay, but your kid who is literally punching people is definitely alright. That is totally fine. Who is
0: in, just going in fairness street fighter on this entire fucking town? <laughs>
1: in fairness, <laughs> in fairness, one of those times he did not actually hit the kid. He just threatened to and stood his ground and the kid ran away. Okay. Yeah, so bottom line here, the 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 episode ends with Opie apologizing to Andy for the temper tantrum he tried to throw earlier. Uh some like the lesson Opie learned here is I guess if I try to do this, I might get beat or yeah. somebody might get thrown in jail. So it's really fucking apologize. muddled.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> really
1: muddled here. yeah like, <laughs>
0: He learns the lesson of keep your eyes down and your mouth shut if you don't know yeah, he's
2: what's like, going. Oh, I'm real
1: sorry about that. I don't want to go to the wind shed. He's one of my own. Yeah. Like, alright. And then uh and then as a result of this, Andy's like, huh. I guess you're growing up a little bit. How's twenty seven cents a week? No, no, come on. Come on, Andy. At least make it an even thirty. Give us give us two comic books and two candy bars. Yeah. Or three comic books, depending on how you look at
2: four, it. Or, or, or If you're going to be doing big things like doing the garage or cleaning up at our shop, I'm going to give you that 75 that you wanted. But your extra chores are still going to be 25. Yeah. Something something like that. Like cleaning out a whole garage by
1: yourself at nine years old. That's a big job. That is a big fucking job. (laughs) I will remind you again, we have seen him cleaning up the jailhouse, which should not be his responsibility at all. (laughs) That is public work. Give Otis that job.
0: How (laughs) fucking how fucking dirty does this motherfucking garage get though? How do you need to have a kid like cleaning it on the weekly? What are you doing in
2: this garage? Also, it it almost seems like it's already clean. They're just like having
1: him sort of like take shit out and reorganize it, like for no reason. Oh, you know what? You know what? That might be it. That might. It might. It might just be like just giving Obi busy work.
2: We just need you to do something
1: <laughs> because because you can't just give a give somebody something they have to earn it. So he may he may have Opie cleaning out an already clean garage. I did not consider that. It's <laughs> um, just like which, that's your to do. But like Opie could be riding his bike with his friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <it. laughs> at the at the end of these episodes, Mickey, we do two scales, uh, one to ten. Uh, the first is the Andy Meter, which is. How good was this episode? Like, how much did you actually enjoy watching it? And the second is the FIFO meter, which is, how fucked up was this episode? How much unhealthy shit did people learn from it? So, uh, let's go first on the Andy meter. Did you, like, as just a piece of television, did you enjoy watching this?
2: I mean, it was kind of, like, mind numbing. Like, it wasn't really, like, much to, like, engage with. I think that's the thing about it. So <laughs> I think mean, that's why people like it. Cause it's very like this or that, like it's either you're a good kid or you're not a good kid. And so it's like easy to watch,
1: but it's, yeah. it's not real life. <laughs> yeah so uncomplicated and yet so complicated at this very same time that we've been talking about it for an hour and 20 minutes. And Dan and I have been talking about it for two and a half years. Like, uh, all
0: right. And the, the FIFO meter and don't worry about the relative scale to all other episodes. Cause you haven't seen them. What in your gut? How fucked up is this episode?
1: One to 10. Also, you never gave me a, a an Andy number. Either. Oh,
2: is it one to 10 on like 10 is being the
1: best? Ten, Wait. Well, okay. So, I don't know scales, Apparently, I guess. I guess. I guess. I guess. Like ten would be like, yeah, I really loved this episode. I got really excited. I would watch it again. One is this is garbage, and then for the FIFO meters it's like ten is this is the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. Ten
0: is like, like I want someone to go to jail for this, and <laughs> one is like, it's fine. <laughs> no.
2: okay. For watching it, I mean, I guess I'd give it, like, a two. It's, mm-hmm. so, like, whatever. Yeah. And then, I mean, i probably would it, like, at a nine for, like, how fucked up it is. <laughs> yeah. It is, there is oh
1: so God. much going on in this
2: they could have like wrapped it up at the end and it would have been so messed up if there wasn't the whole shed thing yeah like it could have, it could have just been like alright like this family is a little weak like gives a little bit more on this family but then it's like and now we're gonna beat your children it, it, it's <laughs> so
0: tacked on too because the dad is like you know what? what sheriff I've learned my lesson and I'm going to be a better parent and Andy's like cool you want to also beat him <laughs> like yeah. while, we're, while we're racking stuff up you want to throw a beating in there <laughs> I, I
2: I, I have Keep a. Bike, we're leaving. <laughs>
1: yeah. I I have a theory. I have a theory um, that there was, and there's no way I can prove this, but I have a theory that there was an extra joke that was cut because it was just way too dark. Do you remember right before the temper tantrum scene, right before all of this happens, uh, there is that man out on the bench carving something with a stick. He's carving out a piece of wood. Mm-hmm. I bet in the original script there was a joke about that ki- that guy no longer having his piece of wood like he already got paid 50 cents for that piece of wood because Arnold's dad grabbed it from him and beat his kid with it I, <gasps> be- I bet that the reason for introducing that guy with the piece of wood outside of the jail was to come up with a paddling and spanking joke later on that got cut
0: yeah I could I could really see that because
1: there's no other reason for that I have no I have no way of knowing this this is just a, a theory of mine but i think that's why that that character is there and then they probably removed the joke later cuz holy fuck no even in 1963 we can't do that yeah uh, but they but they left in the part about the guy d- with the weird stick outside which makes I it mean it's like a wood shed so ugh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah uh, I, i'm going to say andy meter like this episode isn't particularly funny it's not that interesting i'm going to say like i like the kid that plays arnold like
0: he's doing way, work,
1: way way better actor than Ronnie Howard is. Um, solid. It's like solid work. Uh, four, I guess. It's a four yeah. for me. It's
0: like a like a like a three. It's it. I I'm going to try to forget it as soon as this is over.
1: Yeah. Uh. And yeah, I'm gonna put it up there as a nine. There's so much weird shit about labor, about child rearing. It, this is. Definitely the biggest one we've had all season about just like I feel like we only pendulos. got a piece of it. Like I don't think we,
0: like I think there's more. I think we could. I could write a fucking
2: thesis on how fucked up this is the thing about like working with kids, being a parent, whatever. You're gonna make mistakes. Stuff's gonna happen. You're never perfect. The number one thing we should all know though is like beating your child as an adult just like laying your hand on another child is probably not the best choice mm. like when you're asking like what it, it's like parenting is hard but the number one thing is probably like we're not going to the woodshed that's yeah. that's a no and, and, <laughs> it's,
1: and it's so weird how like just drawing that line makes so many people so furious like this, yeah. is, this is definitely going to get the podcast episode that gets us hate mail like this yeah. is definitely the one that's going <laughs> to piss people off like people are so adamant about their right to hit kids. Yeah. Like
0: it's such a very weird specific thing. But yeah, it draws like the it does basically says like, listen there are only, like, there is a good way and a bad way to raise a kid and also hit them. Like, it does the exact opposite of everything that you have been taught Like, <laughs> like there is a qualitative, quantitative judgment of how to raise a child and also, unrelated to that, beat your kids. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. Uh, it could have just ended like okay he, th- that's a natural consequence your bike got taken away yeah. we're going home now and we have like some stuff to, maybe we're gonna take all I don't know like I don't know something goes with all your stuff but like no shit! Like, where did that even come from? I, I, That's would, I the
0: craziest aspect is the episode was over. They were done. It was like in the process of fading to black, and then Andy like was like, "Oh, by the way, you want to beat your kid?" And he's and like, it, just the lights come back, and he's like, "Oh yeah, totally." It was yeah. it was like
1: like yeah. like like, like, like the, it was fading, and the and the music was coming up like do 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 record scratch. Oh, by the like, way, back him around were a bit. Starting
0: to roll, like the first name had started to come up, and anyway, directed like, oh, my, by Bob okay. Sweeney. And then it, just back down. it was so weird. It comes so out of left field,
1: like. Hey, hey, hey but hey, by the way, why don't you beat your kids? Bob Sweeney. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, what someone was about like, listen, market research shows that people really respond to beating your kids. Can we work that in <laughs> there? And they were just like, yeah, we'll just film like an extra five seconds of dialogue.
1: You know, you know what I wish this episode was though, right? Because like this episode starts off with Opie like negotiating his allowance, right? I wish that we had gotten one where Opie does like do a survey. I wish we'd gotten one where the kids unionize, basically. I wish we'd gotten <laughs> one where the kids get together and they, refu- they go on strike and refuse to like do their chores until they all get a raise of 25 cents a week or whatever.
0: Oh, Marty, that would be a good show
2: and oh, my. No, my, my version was like I wish that this would show like a good conversation where parents discuss things and talk about when we're angry what we can do it's like well
1: yeah but mine might be actually entertaining as a piece of television <laughs> yours is boring people learn shit
2: well yours
0: healthy
1: would emotions to... serve no purpose on television Magaela
2: <laughs> but they serve it in life okay okay <laughs>
0: Oh God! Uh, uh, yeah. So I'm gonna say uh, nine for me too.
1: Oh yeah, we were doing that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, okay, so that's it for this episode, Mickey. Thank you for being on, um, and yeah. probably never coming on again. Um, <laughs> this is, this yeah, thank great. you so much. This was awesome. <laughs> this is great. I get to like look at my sister's face. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> such a I'm weird doing. way to phrase that, Marty. <laughs> on the that's our show as always on the internet we are uh at breaking we are at break mayberry on twitter facebook.com slash breaking mayberry instagram we are breaking mayberry if you want to support us with your money dollars we are patreon.com slash breaking mayberry and if you don't want to support us with your money dollars but you still want to support us give us those likes subscriptions reviews ratings etc etc it's been a while since we got one of those uh on the internet i am on twitter at schneid remarks that's s-c-h-n-e-i-d remarks I'm at the LUDs, 2Ds. Uh, speaking of siblings, the music that you heard at the beginning and the music you're about to hear was composed by Dan's brother, Max Ludwig, who uh, streams on Twitch as Sleep Talkie. Twitch.com slash TV slash Sleep Talkie. Um, that's pretty much it for all of us here. I got nothing else. Uh, Mickey, thanks for being on. And Yeah, for- thank you. <laughs> for the rest of y'all, we'll see you all down at the fishing oh. hole. Boom, boom, putter, dump, putter,